Hey, Nachow. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we talk about movies and TV shows we missed out on when they were super popular. I guess you could say that we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. <laughs> that was a really good intro we are so freaking cute I that love was us. i'm yeah i'm so proud of us that <laughs> was so good i was like just yawning before yeah. this no we we've been so tired for the past two weeks i, I was know. like no we're gonna come into this really slow really bad it's not gonna be a good thing we're gonna have to start up no i'm we're on it yeah on top of it look at us go it was like a, a switch flip Whew. yeah this i was having just a very like weird physical and mental week and I expected this movie to be a very easy one. And I was like, there's too much happening. There was so much talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I actually thought that this movie was going to be like a deep, a thinker, you know, one of those like, oh my God, like a galaxy, like hitchhiking through the galaxy is like, whoa, no, not at all. But also so much was happening. There were so many words and yet I feel like little was said. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the other thing too is that a lot of them were space words. Oh, yes. So we had to like, at least for me, I had to rewind and like understand and be like, okay, that is what this means. It's like retranslating. Yeah, you, you have know? to like figure out, you have to fill in the words. Yes. Yourself. And then it was like quirky. So you had to like understand what was happening. Yeah. But okay, well, anyway, what did you know about the movie beforehand? It's also, we're watching Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, 2005. Our favorite era of movies. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this or the 80s. Like. Yeah. The 90s are give and take. Yeah. 90s movies are a mess. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about this movie except that it was very popular. Okay. I was going to say, then why'd you pick it? Because you, you, I mean, you're good at picking movies, but I always just wonder sometimes, you know? Yeah. I just know it was popular. Okay. That's kind of it. I retain weird information. I respect that. Yeah. I thought that this was a Jack Black movie, but I was mistaking it for Gulliver's Travels. Should we do that one? Maybe. We do love Jack Black. Yeah. That was, um, so his, the only thing I remember about that is that he's a giant or he is regular sized amongst small people. What? Like very tiny people. Like I know like the poster is him, like he's getting roped down and like his foot is like massive compared to the people who are like tying him down. Huh. But I also, again, I think it's from the similar time. So I, I also know like around that time I was watching a lot of like Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. So that's like the age group that it was, it was aimed at. Yeah. So I can't imagine it being like too crazy, heavy, deep or anything. You oh, know? definitely not. It's like probably super goofy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, I guess, should we just start getting into this? Oh, uh, yeah. there we go. We lost the energy. Okay. No, <laughs> oh, let's no. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it's it back. It's okay. No, let me give you a synopsis. And, oh yeah. And you can recover while I synopsize okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, Great. yeah. So earth gets destroyed, right? I didn't expect that. Neither did I. But then... Our main character falls in love. So that becomes more important than saving the earth. <laughs> fuck the earth. <laughs> yeah. And fuck all the people on it, I guess. Yeah. But also every single notable actor from the UK is in it. Yeah. Isn't that Which weird? I feel like is, is normal. Anytime you see a British movie, every single actor in the UK is in it. Or British somehow. show. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You remember watching Doctor Who and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Or even like discovering new British actors now. And you're like, they were definitely in that episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. I also love a British show. Me too. They're just, I was watching one a while ago and just thinking about how like this is just formatted so well how do they what 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 what's the uh the trick that they uncovered you know yeah i have no idea <laughs> they just it's they just have a little style little magic yeah anywho how do we open we opened with dolphin videos yes and we get a fun narrator which i felt like was a very nice touch to this i loved the narrator in this movie yeah me too 
The narrator tells us things aren't always as they seem, and that dolphins are the second most intelligent creatures on Earth. But man always thought that they were first, but they're actually third. So it's first. I don't think he ever told us that. He didn't tell us. I would say octopi. Octopi? Yeah. Is there They're pretty dang smart. Don't um don't elephants like remember everything? Yes. Elephants are you pretty said smart. so ominously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They do remember everything. They remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, you're right. We should ask the the creators of the show. Which by the way, speaking of not the show, the movie, but speaking of the creators and and like fun facts, that we looked them up this week. There are like not many fun facts. Like there's Very a lot serious, of facts. Serious facts. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah. They're just no. like straightforward and like this detail is in this movie because of the book. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no okay. shit. But I guess the one fun fact is that this was a radio show and a book. Yes. It was based, the movie was based on the book, which is based on the radio show, which I had no idea about. That must be a weird game of telephone. Oh, yeah. Like, I wonder how different all three, like, go veer away from each other. I would love to know that, but I also wouldn't like to do that research on my own. Yeah, me neither. I would love if somebody just told me that information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the narrator says that the dolphins have always known of the impending fate of the earth and they've tried to warn the humans for so long, but they were too busy just thinking that they were putting on a show. They're like, oh my God, cuties. Oh my God, do a flip, do a hand wave, do a whatever. Wow. So then apparently the dolphins fled. They fled the earth. (laughs) (laughs) We watched dolphins swim around some and then they're all... They all start singing, thanks, but humans suck. Yeah. It's just weirdly catchy. And it's like, we tried to warn you for so long. And it's just like a montage of dolphins, like swimming around and singing their fun song. And like, it's just crazy. And it's, I feel like it's just the most insane out of this world intro to a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. This was a very odd one. Yeah. I mean, it definitely hooks you in. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And it did a great job of doing that. Yeah. I just wanted like who, I mean, again, it goes back to the radio show, I guess, but like who is so unhinged (laughs) that they thought of this as like, this is my hook to my story. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I respect it so much. This is how I'm going to bring the audience into this world. Yeah. And I'm going to get everybody with this one. Yeah. We see the moon and the dolphins doing flips out of the water. And I thought they were just going to keep spinning and going up out of the (laughs) atmosphere. Yeah. They just, they jump and they go into space. Yeah, that's. I thought they were just going to keep spinning and just go all the way up. I mean, what a visual, though. Yeah, instead they just shoot it out of the water, so I was kind of close. You you were, yeah. <laughs> but it would have. they could have elevated it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, t- 2005, it's 2021. They can do, like, a in, pretty soon they can do a 20-year reboot. Yeah. And they can add the spins in. They just got to really commit to the front flip. It, you know, front <laughs> flips are scarier than back flips, right? Because you can't see the ground when you're flipping. What? Yeah. So when you're back flipping, you know, I feel you like turn both back. are hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't do either. So I don't know why I'm like trying to convince you otherwise. But I've always just heard that back flips are easier because as you go backwards, you can like see the ground and see where you're landing. But when you're front flipping, because you're turning against the ground, you can't see where your feet are going to go. I feel like a backflip is scarier because if you just don't do it right, you face plant. I mean, either way, if you don't do them right, you're you're hurting your brain. You're getting fucked you're up. A little shaking up in there. <laughs> but anyway, back on Earth. Yes. We're at some point in the past, at the beginning of this extraordinary story, the narrator says. So we cut to Martin Freeman, who is Arthur Dent, and apparently he is the beginning of this story. I feel like he's a downer in everything he's in. He's very good at playing that, yes. <laughs> I uh, I don't know his whole filmography, but I would say that he plays a very similar role in a lot of his stories. I feel like everything I've ever seen him in, you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you know, when you find something you're good at. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we get this whole, like, weird construction crews happening outside. Like, it kind of is like the beginning scene of Up, where I guess they tried to give him, like, 
notice that his house was going to get torn down and they have to like tear it down because they're putting in his exact house is the pathway for this highway or this byway, whatever they call it in the UK. And he hasn't moved yet. So the entire construction crew with all the bulldozers, all of like the tractors, everything is just there ready to just tear it all apart. Yes. So much machinery for one small house. Right. Yeah. And also like, it's just one house. Just go around it. Yeah. But also, why would you want to live there either? (laughs) Like nobody's around you. And maybe he just likes the solitude. Maybe he likes it. You're right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not lonely shaming anybody. (laughs) I was just uh, curious as to why he was somehow the only house there. Yeah. I don't want to live near people. That's true. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's funny uh, because he's trying to petition for them to not bulldoze. He like lays in front of the bulldozer and everything. And the, the manager of the construction crew is like, we gave you notice the forms and everything were at somewhere at some some place place that you should have seen yeah whatever he's yeah. like he's like i was busy <laughs> okay <laughs> i was too busy being alone yeah so then his friend ford comes over who is apparently the descendant of a near a planet near beetlejuice it's not spelled like beetlejuice but it's pronounced like beetlejuice don't say it too many times i'm unsure okay <laughs> i also haven't seen that movie uh, oh <laughs> so i need to watch that for our next halloween time oh yeah definitely so yeah so ford is a descendant of that planet that i'm not supposed to say a few times in a row <laughs> he comes running over with a cart full of booze and then ford's like hey buddy like let's chat and then arthur's like uh i'm busy have you seen the whole situation right now and he's like, it's fine. They're going to start when they finish their beers. Yeah. And then he just hands beers out to everybody. And they're like, oh, nice. Sick. Let me take my break right now. Yeah. Ford's like, we've got 12 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. So they go to a pub. They get beers. Ford is like, the world's ending. Arthur's very confused. I mean, also what? Yeah. Ford is going on and on. And you're giving me 12 minutes of warning that the earth is ending? Yeah. That's... What's funny is Ford is like, very like, the world's ending. And yeah. he's like, so serious and everything. And Arthur's like, hey, buddy. But my house. Yeah. Like, my house it's very um um small small brain to can't process big big um thing you know what i mean like when something big and crazy is happening but you can only focus on the one thing because you can't process the big thing yeah exactly that's where arthur is oh totally yeah he's like my house is not getting knocked down soon yeah ford is going on and on about how time is an illusion because he's ordering like all these beers he's ordering all these beers and arthur's like it's 11 a.m time is a construct yeah and he's like eat peanuts for the salt you're gonna need it and with how he's acting, I would have gone right along with him. Like, no yes. questions asked. I would have been straight up panic mode. I'd be like, the world's ending. Okay, take me. Where are we going? Where are we yeah. going? What are we doing? I'm going to match your energy, bud. What are we doing? Yeah. Are you okay? But did you notice in this scene, like, they're talking. They're both, like, A and B conversation. And the woman next to them straight up. Staring. The whole time. She's, like, looking at them, like, all judgy. And I'm like, ma'am, you're in this pub at 11 o'clock in the morning, too. Right, Yeah. <laughs> let's reel it back a little bit yeah and also like way to make it not even like just super obvious like don't even try to hide it yeah she was literally turned at them and like, everything reacting to things they were saying yeah but also i mean at at some point i feel like i want to be that nosy and that like, just open about it be like oh my god no wait keep going tell me more i was i was reading a tweet the other day this person was like oh i miss eavesdropping on people's conversations yes. for the gossip yes and someone in the thread commented like yeah i will interrupt the conversation and be like steven did what 
<laughs> whoa, 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 rewind that a little bit. Karen did what? Or you just want to be like, hey, I'm new to this friendship. I'm new to this conversation. Who's Karen? What does she do? <laughs> and she was like, the group was happy to fill her in on everything. Ah, uh, what a dream. That's amazing. That would be my favorite like friendship meet cute. Yeah, definitely. You know, I would love that. I mean, I feel like I could be a sign for like toxicity down the line, but like in the moment, <laughs> I think it would be great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So anyway, we cut back to, or we didn't cut anywhere, basically. We had a flashback. We're cutting back to ourselves talking about this right now. We were on a, a slight tangent back yes. to the movie. So Arthur is telling Ford about Trisha, who is his lady. Oh, yeah. So he takes out his Nokia, and, <laughs> and a picture of them is the background. So now we cut to a flashback of him and Trisha meeting at a costume party. Before that, we get a flashback from when Ford and Arthur meet. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, he, Arthur saved Ford from being hit by a car because he was trying to handshake with the car because yes. he thought it was the dominant life form. Yes, because remember, Ford is an alien. That's hilarious. I love that, though. That is so funny. And, and that's, that's how they became friends. Yeah, and Ford's like, hello, Arthur. Like, obviously, I'm not from Earth. And then uh, Arthur's I'm, like, oh, I thought you were just drunk or something. Yeah, I mean, he is drunk the rest of the movie. Yes. <laughs> but in that moment, he was fine. <laughs> in that moment, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. stone cold sober. But now, okay, so back to Arthur and Trisha meeting. And his crush. Yes. His, like, weirdly they, obsessive crush. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts like about how, Why does he have a picture of her on his phone? How did they get the picture of them? They knew each other for one night. Yeah. And, like, barely at that. It was a few hours, maybe. Yeah. Did he, like, find her online and download the uh, photo? No, because it was the two of them, wasn't it? No, it was the photo of her and, and Zaphod. No. I don't think it was her and Arthur. I need to go back and see that again. <laughs> Either way, we're at a costume party and she's impressed that he knows that she's just as Darwin because she has like the mustache and like the hat on and everybody thinks that she's Sherlock Holmes or something, but she has a dog or something with her. So whatever gives away that you're Darwin is is how he knew. And what was he supposed to be? He, hmm, I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't think he was like a special thing. No. It's Zoe Deschanel again. Yes. And you know, so you know what that means. Like Zoe hey Deschanel girl. in like the early 2000s, she was unfortunately always like the same person. But I'm glad she's breaking out of that. Yeah, right. And right as Arthur says, all these people are idiots. The music stops and everyone hears them. Yep. That's nice so awkward. Yep. Love that. <laughs> but somehow they hit it off. Somehow, yeah. So now it's much later on. They're like on the roof or something. And Trisha's like, let's let's go somewhere like Madagascar. And Arthur's like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, no, but for real. And he's like, hmm. Yeah. Does she ever play a character that has stranger danger? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> I guess not. I, I like to think that she does. But also, I mean, like Elf, she kind of did, but also didn't yeah you know yeah definitely not so he's like let's go somewhere closer and suggests cornwall and she gets super disappointed yeah but like, oh, okay so like we've talked about this before traveling with strangers yeah we have a role no we, i you can't i don't like this idea no 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 I'm like, you can't ask a total stranger to go super far away with you like relax yeah like and i get like you know like we all need to just like be somewhere else sometimes we all just need to like separate but like with a stranger who you don't know yeah no you can't just ask some random person yeah. to go with you to a totally different country yeah that's fucking weird yeah and also like un unsafe yeah that's incredibly unsafe yeah and what if you just hate each other exactly. on the plane ride? Exactly. <laughs> it ruins the entire th rest of the trip. Yeah. And then the, your whole entire like uh, uh, first impression of that space now, like whatever new country or wherever you're going to, is now ruined. just ruined by that person. Ugh. Yeah. And some, so after he suggests Cornwall, they get very like awkward. Yeah. She gets bored. And then Sam Rockwell comes down. Yeah. He interrupts. He's like, hey, baby, I'm from outer space. Want to see my spaceship? And steals her away. 
fast. So she's so crazy. <laughs> so she ditches Arthur so fast, which I get. Like he's upset about being ditched after being like after right. hitting it off with someone. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. I guess he really needs to work through those feelings because he becomes obsessed. With he her. takes it to heart. Yeah. yeah, he's like really, really like hurt. way too deep. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> it's just such a mess yeah so we cut back to the bar and there's a loud boom outside so then arthur runs outside and then so does ford he buys everybody around before he leaves yeah he's like okay end of the world everyone have a drink yeah so then we just see that the boom is the actual destruction of arthur's house which is really shitty because like he didn't have any time to get his stuff out yeah i felt a little bad yeah because he, like even if even he's still in his jammies right yeah even if it wasn't um like if he didn't go to the bar with ford like that was still 10 minutes yeah who can pack in 10 minutes exactly so the construction workers all of a sudden scream and scatter yes and a huge spaceship appears it's this it's the size of the sky basically like you cannot see the end of it yeah ford hands arthur a table yes Yes. and he's like you you're gonna need this and i don't understand why but we need it throughout the movie yes i'm still unsure why i mean it comes in handy like at the end yeah but yeah so ford has a ring on his thumb lights it up and says that they're hitching a ride because Arthur's like, huh? Because he's going to save Arthur's life because he saved his life yes. from the car. Yes, yes, yes. So, when so it, oh, oh, you go. Uh, we, I was just going to say, we learned that this is a ship from the Vogon construction fleet. Ah. And then uh, that's they, that's whose ride they're hitchhiking onto. Yes. And we only see lips of like this alien creature. And it gets on a loudspeaker and the ship says the Earth is basically in the way of a hyperspace express route through the star system. So they're going to get rid of it. And I'm like, damn, first at Arthur's house, now the whole planet. I was going to say the irony on top of the irony. Yeah. Wow. And then we cut to different cities and hear people screaming. It's very goofy. Very goofy. And also, <laughs> so the whoever's doing that voiceover, like the announcement, it's like, I don't know why you Earthlings are so frightened right now because we've had this posted on the bulletin in whatever room in whatever planet for 50 Earth years. Yeah. You ba- should have known about this. He basically gives the same spiel that the construction, the construction manager yeah. gave Arthur. And That's, he's like, this stupid, irresponsible planet. Yeah. <laughs> so then he calls for the demolition and then Ford and Arthur scream and they beam up into the ship. So then we just see like the longest jump cut sequence that I feel like I've ever seen. Yeah. It was a like, very dramatic away, zoom out. Yeah. So it's, it's like jump cuts at like 15% yeah. intervals. So it's like a little bit out, a little bit out, a little bit out until you finally see like a, like the earth is like super small. And then you see how many ships are around earth to ready to like pulverize it. It's covered. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see the earth get destroyed, which is fun. Just explodes. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Just like, poof. Yeah. yeah. Did not expect that to happen at yep. all. But then we get the title card. So that was, I don't know what the first like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, right. It's probably like the first five, but it felt like, again, so much was happening. It felt very long. Yeah. And the title card shows up on a book. So I'm like, oh, way to plug your merch. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's how they do it. Yeah. So then the voiceover says that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a wholly remarkable book, probably the most remarkable and most successful book ever to come out of the Ursermina Publishing Corporation. That's fun. That is fun. They named it after the the thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I know I recognize the name. Isn't <laughs> the, that a galaxy or the a constellation? There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a Milky Way of sorts. <laughs> I don't know space. It's embarrassing. Uh, remember when we took astrology in high school? Astronomy. Astronomy. That's what I meant. <laughs> they should offer astrology classes though. Oh my goodness. And we were like almost good at it. I like to think that I was okay at it, but I think I only passed because we were good at the bingo. I liked astronomy. Yeah. I took like a couple courses in college. And oh, I was yeah? very interested in it. I dropped all maths and sciences in college. <laughs> oh, I took the easy I ones. I became a dummy. 
Yeah. Anywho, it's uh, the book is from the Ursa Minor Publishing Corporation, and it's more popular than 50 more things to do in Zero Gravity and this trilogy about where God went wrong and some of God's greatest mistakes and who's God anyway, which is wild. That's a lot. Yeah. I didn't even catch all that. Yeah. I feel like if I was in a better brain state, this movie would have given me an existential crisis. Oh, yeah. I was, For sure. I was thinking like... Like with this trilogy, uh, with the names of it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait. So again, also, you know, yeah, this week has been a weird one for, for us. So if I was in a better state, I would be like, oh shit, this is going to be my movie. Yeah. Like, I think I would have enjoyed this movie. Like I enjoyed it a lot, but I think I would have like loved this movie if I was like more clear minded. Yeah, definitely. Anywho, we see a list and it just has a lot of more stats about how this, the guide is just like the most amazing book in the universe. And it's just like surpassed every single thing. And it's, it's just top tier book so then the book closes and we see that the back cover says don't panic on it so i guess <laughs> too late yeah i guess that does that help manage stress i don't think so <laughs> you know? i feel like it doesn't or does it just tell you that there are things to panic about yeah you know? it's, it's like telling someone to just breathe just breathe just get over it yeah just move on <laughs> so we cut back to ford and arthur and arthur is you know having a panic attack he just wants to go home like he, his brain is not wrapping around anything that's yeah. happening i mean it's a big learning curve yeah he's like my house was demolished like i want to go home yeah 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 and ford is like no like your home's gone and he's, he's like no but my house and then yeah ford's like no earth yeah your planet is gone so then arthur's like couldn't you have done something and ford's like i saved your life yeah hello what do you mean i'm one person right yeah so then he gives him (laughs) back his towel which again will come in handy later i guess yeah so then ford tells arthur to like ask the guy what a vogon is and the book speaks back to him yeah because ford is rushing around in around the ship and he's like we need to get the fuck out of here so he learns from the book that Vogons are pretty selfish and sticklers for rules. Yes. They don't like hitchhikers. They don't, which is <laughs> what they are. Yeah. So that'll be an issue later on. So basically our boys are not in for a good time if they no. get caught. No, no, no. I said another weird thing is that um, the narrator says that apparently the Vogons like wouldn't even help their grandmother survive if they needed it, which feels like mean. It's super mean. Like mean spirited, not even just like selfish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the narrator really went in on these on the Vogons. <laughs> so then, <laughs> then a security Vogon spots him on, on one of the cameras, and then they start screaming into the loudspeaker. So then Ford stuffs like a little fish into Arthur's ear, which is like super, like, ew. Super gross. Yeah. He didn't so, warn him either. No, yeah, he just like shoves it in there. So apparently it's, a, <laughs> right? Like, a, it's a babel fish, and it feeds on brainwaves and then poops out the understanding of any language interesting okay that is interesting but like once it gets in there like arthur can understand everything so i guess this movie had a lot of anim- cute animations for explanations and stuff i loved them and for this one they showed like someone milking a cow and then the cow says something and then the farmer gets up and runs away and the cow has like a little heart and i'm like what happened <laughs> i don't understand I don't, yeah, yeah. what is going on <laughs> so, <laughs> then they get picked up by whichever security vogon pops up and then they get brought to some council room i'm guessing i don't know know what i was expecting when we saw the vogons but it was not that not this i was not expecting like a g- big gross creature in like dominatrix le- leather to show up <laughs> it's like um <laughs> like a, a smaller job of the hut but also like very gross yeah and also in a way kind of like those um uh what was that other space movie that we saw that was that was you know the the vagina space thingies the vagina space thingies yeah from that um that like satire movie Pacific <laughs> the one the one before that with um Denise Richards in it oh my god that was called something and we pay attention to all of our movies obviously so well and it, it was like a mix of that creature 
and Jabba the Hutt mm-hmm. and a slug. Oh, goodness. That's how I would describe the Vogons. Yeah. And you, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I forgot the movie, but you just have to like go with me on this one. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll, I'll, it'll come to us at some point. It won't. I'm was lying. it Mars Attacks? No. No. It was the other one with... Um, uh, uh, um, (laughs) this is embarrassing for me, but it's not because it's also Starship Troopers. That one. Yes. 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 That's it. Yes. It's the, you know, the monsters from that one. Yes. The end with the vaginas. Yes. Yes. The vagina (laughs) monsters. So right. Right. The Vogons were kind of like a mix of that and slug and Jabba the Hutt. Yep. Yeah. Anywho. So yes, we're in this like weird council room and Ford and Arthur are being tied up to like some weird slate thing. And then the leader of the the Vogons, he's like, I am going to read you some poetry. Yeah. And according to the Hitchhiker's Guide, the Vogon, the one thing you don't want is to listen to Vogon poetry because it's the third worst in the universe. (laughs) Which just sounds like mean. (laughs) You know, I know like art is subjective, but... (laughs) i feel like that's bullying yeah like maybe they're just trying to express themselves they're super mean unless it's like a weird hex that they're putting on you yeah but i mean maybe the vogon just deserve it because they kind of suck they do kind of suck but maybe they're saying that it's the third worst because they're so like by the books and they're so like about their rules that they can't be creative i think that was it wow we just made a connection i love that i think they said it in there oh see okay see there so you did pick up on it i didn't though (laughs) there were so many words in this movie like i want to look up the word count for this movie the dialogue count because i promise you i missed 50 percent of it yeah there was a lot i feel like you could if you did one of those like paintings where you use the words you would fill up an entire canvas with how many words Mm -hmm. were in this movie yeah absolutely and it would just be it would be pitch black yeah and I would still miss them all. Yeah. So anyway, the the leader reads his poetry. Ford is freaking out. Freaking he cannot out. stand it. No. He is like, Ugh. So then at the end. Arthur is just like open mouth. Like, what, what is, is happening? happening? Yeah. And then at the end, the boss is like, so you will either perish in space or tell me what you think about my poem. We also cut to a skeleton. So I guess they were poetry to death. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so Arthur's like, you know, I actually quite liked it. And then the Vogon's like, oh, did you tell me more? Tell me everything you liked about it. Yeah. So then Arthur like bullshits about how you know, the, the rhyme scheme and the imagery was just so like incredible. And I just, it was, it moved me. So then the Vogon's like, all right, like drop them out in space. Yeah. So I guess he didn't do a great job of selling it. For half a second, I thought he really believed his bullshit. Me too. <laughs> And for a half a second, I almost thought that Arthur did like it. Yeah. But like, also, I know that he didn't, you know? He's just very confused. And he's like, I have to like do what or die? (laughs) Yeah. So now they're in some cell and they're trying to like accept their death. And then Arthur They just stand there for like an awkward amount of time. For so long, yeah. But also like, what are they going to do? Because they can't really go anywhere. Yeah. So then Arthur pulls out his phone because he has space service, I guess. Weird. I mean, Nokia. So, you know. Yeah. So then he... If anything, it definitely is still working yeah absolutely he goes to call <laughs> tracy not tracy what's her name trisha trisha tracy <laughs> Trixie! <laughs> he goes to call trisha which again i don't know again i know that did he go to shock. call her or did he just stare at her photo he he dialed a number because then they get dropped into space and the narrator says that in space you can survive if you hold your breath for up to 30 seconds sounds fake super fake but the chances of some other ship coming to to pick you up to save you is like one to the 2.2 billion something something yeah, something super number. super super A low very odds. specific number yeah and then he says 
anyway, it turns out that the number that Arthur dialed is the exact number of that probability. And that's when a ship comes and picks them up. That's so weird. Right? They also can't die because it's 26 minutes into the movie. That, okay, true. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the rest of the movie is just them floating through space. Yeah. So they when do they hitchhike? Yeah. No, they just did it. Yeah, it's just that one part. Yeah, and that was the only guy. Just don't go into Vogon ships. Yeah, and we cut to Zoe Deschanel, Trisha, yeah. on the ship. And she's like, uh, we got some hitchhikers aboard. But yeah. also, like, wouldn't they be the ones who have picked them up? Like, wouldn't they know that they picked them up? I guess like it was he- accidental. Sure. Yeah. Then we go to a news broadcast about the dude from the costume party, and he's wanted for stealing a crazy, amazing ship. Yes. Which is the one that we're in right now. Yeah. It's very large and round and white. It's very much like a... An orb. An orb. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. I was going to say like the Death Star, but like fun and for kids. Oh, yeah. Spherical. (laughs) Yeah. It's very spherical. So... uh, It will not blow up a planet. It will not. It will not do that. (laughs) But we learn that the president of the galaxy is Zaphod Beeblebrox who is Sam Rockwell. Yes. And if you told me to remember that name, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Beeblebrox. Beeblebrox. I was trying to call him Beeblebrox for half the movie. And then I was like, that's too hard to remember. Then I like was trying to go back to Zaphod. And that was also just, it I was use, a rough time. I use Zaphod the whole time. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. The rest of the news broadcast is basically about how much of a jerk he is. Yeah. And like, uh, this dude who was running against him for the election called him a huge idiot. He is. He's watching it and just loving this whole thing. Yes. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of hilarious. Very indicative of like previous events. Yeah. <laughs> but we find out. Narcissism. There was, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there was a, a, like an unveiling of this big ship, right? And then Zaphod goes, anyway, I'm stealing it. Bye suckers. <laughs> Bye. And then he just takes off with this huge spaceship. Yeah, nice. How did you do that? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of security precautions that go in before you can just like take off with a spaceship. You know, when you have BDE. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then Tracy says like, can we talk about Trisha. some Trisha? <laughs> Damn it. I wrote it down wrong every single time. Her name becomes Trillion later on. And yes. I will switch to that later on, I guess. Okay. You can just say Trillion. Trillion is maybe easier because I did write down Tracy. I'm seeing in my notes every single time. <laughs> <laughs> so Trillion is her space name. She says that they need to talk about something important, but he doesn't care again because he only wants to talk about himself. Yeah. So she's like, hey, we picked up some hitchhikers and it's the same coordinates where you picked me up, which would be Earth. And that's like... She's in super- for a surprise. Yeah. She's like, that's super improbable. So like, s- explain me something. And yeah. he's like, I will not. Yeah, he's super rude to her. Yeah. But she kind of like low-key loves it. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Which I don't like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So then Trillion... <laughs> He calls down their robot Marvin oh. to do the pickup. He like they send him to the pickup bay to get I their visitors. Love him immediately. He is a depressed robot, very much like if Eeyore was a robot. Yes, it uh, life changing. He's so cute, and he's voiced by Alan Rickman. Oh, oh man, I don't know why there's not more of which. Again, there could be, and I just don't know about it. What like, but why is there not more of like a fan base around? marvin there really should be you know like i feel like he should have his own like merch his own plushies just everything i'm gonna draw fan art of marvin yes yes he deserves to. it he's so freaking i loved it i was like crying and laughing because yes. he's like i'm depressed <laughs> i'm like me too he's like well why would anyone listen to me 
<laughs> but like in Alan Rickman's voice, it's amazing. It's perfect. It's so good. I don't think I would use anyone else's no, voice for him. Nobody else. Uh, perfect casting. Yeah. And Trillian tells Marvin to go wherever down on the ship to get the headshakers. And yes. he's like, okay, fine, but I won't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like a small, slouchy little robot, but also yeah. so cute. And his head is gigantic. Yes. And the way the line curves like on his face, it makes him look like he's just frowning. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got like the downward eyebrows <laughs> i uh this is incredible it's so cute i was yeah. ugh, i love him <laughs> so we cut to the vogons on the phone with somebody who says that they have the location of beeble brocks of zaphod so i guess they're going to go after him together but they have to do the paperwork oh yes they have to, okay yeah because they do because they do paperwork for everything everything so ba- okay so the vogons are the government the dmv you know what i mean very bureaucratic yes yes yes, yeah. yes, yes. So then now where are we? We're back on the ship and Ford and Arthur are being walked through a door that sighs when you open it. Close it. <laughs> so it opens, it goes, <sighs> and then it closes, it goes, <sighs> so good. So then Marvin comes over and this is when I like realized that he was voiced by Alan Rickman. And that's when I like almost shit my pants. <laughs> so he's like, the doors are designed to have a sunny disposition, <laughs> but you see <laughs> clearly I'm the one who designed them. <laughs> so then he collects them and he huffs and puffs about how he has the brain the size of a planet, but here he is doing menial tasks. And he's like, talk about low job satisfaction. <laughs> and, and he just like walks away slouching. And he walks so slow. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, you can blame the this corporation for programming robots with GPP, which is genuine people personalities. <laughs> Poor thing. They gave him depression. <laughs> That is, I feel like that is so like mean and violent to like program that into something. <laughs> you like give him but, all the knowledge of the universe plus sad plus, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he need to know about that? Yeah. Trillian <laughs> sees Arthur on the security cameras and she's like, oh shit, and runs to put some clothes on. Like, I she, know that dude. Yeah, she's in a shirt and underwear. Yeah. So then Marvin and the dudes get up to the main room where they are. And then Zephod tumbles out and he's like, freeze, put your hands up. And then he's like, oh, wait, that's my boy Ford. Yeah. They're cousins. They're brothers. They're half brothers. They're like triple. They have three of the same mothers. What? But they called each other cousins. Okay. I, I don't know. Faith. Yeah. So they're related. Yes. <laughs> so then Trillian comes out to say hi and Zephod gets so jealous. He, yeah. Or, or, like they try to approach Trisha and Arthur. They try to go up to each other and Zephod Zay- grabs her. Yeah. Calls her Trillian. And that's when Arthur's like, mm, her name's Trisha. <laughs> yeah. She's a little creeped out because she thought Arthur followed her into space. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you met once. Like, you let's met. relax. But also that's all it takes for a stalker. But also imagine being stalked out into space. Yeah. Like it is a weird coincidence like i would probably have like the initial reaction of being like what the fuck yeah i'd be like how did you get here yeah the odds there's no way yeah go back out there go into space a planet of seven billion people and then a galaxy of how many planets yeah with their own billions of life forms yeah so like the probability is so insanely low that yeah i don't blame her for initially being like what yeah (laughs) and then she also doesn't know that earth has been destroyed yet so arthur keeps trying to tell her but then like things keep happening yeah zephod keeps interrupting yeah basically so then he yeah he's always just zephod has this weird thing like his he has a second head under his head yeah like it pops out of his collar area and like dislocates his first head yeah yeah <laughs> so 
then anytime he goes to like cock block, whatever non-existent cock blocking there is to do, that's when his second head pops up and like yeah. that's his angry side, I guess. Yeah, I guess he has two personalities. Yeah. And then he he, he interrupts he interrupts Arthur at one point and Arthur's like, excuse me. And then the second face pops up and then a third arm pops up out of nowhere and knocks Arthur out. That is crazy. That's so weird. You know, I'm just realizing our reactions now, like if we ever went to space, we would just be so mean to space people. <laughs> be like, whoa, that's fucking weird that you have a third arm. Where do I get one? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Can I sign up for that? I wouldn't want it to be in the middle of my chest like no. it was for him, though. No, no, no. That I feel like that would not be very conducive to like moving around and yeah. things. But I also wouldn't want three arms. I would want four. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Unless for some reason just having three is beneficial. But I think I feel like four is ideal. I wouldn't like the feeling of being asymmetric. No. Yeah. Same. You know? Yeah. Unless it's just for a third eye. Because then again, if you have like four eyes, is there a benefit because they'd be, be in the same spot, just one is above the other. You know, know, you're not really seeing much more. Yeah. But also, I guess if you had a third eye in the middle, that's also the same thing because your two eyes are covering the middle area. Yeah, it's not like you have a blind spot. Yeah. If I had a th- maybe if I had four eyes, I'd want them in the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Because then you could see everything. Seeing in 360, <laughs> though, I think would be... A little too much for irritating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be stimulation overload. I wouldn't want to know that much. Yeah, me neither. But also, you know, <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Yes. <laughs> a Vogon ship pops up and outside they're like... It hyperspaces to... right to where they are. Yeah. So then uh, Trillian's trying to like steer away from them. And some for some reason, Zaphod is just not concerned about this. Not at all. And then the rest of their fleet show up and the ship has a voice. It's very cute. Yeah. The ship's name is Eddie. Eddie. And it says that there's 100 Vogon destruction ships. Nice. He's like, I'm very happy to report that there are 100 death threats outside. So are we just taking the president dead or alive? I guess so. Or just dead. Yeah. <laughs> A woman pops up on the screen, like on their, I guess, communication device area, and she says that they need to return the ship or else they can follow whatever law in the space books that allows them to like take them at hostage or whatever. Ah. So that's that's um, what's happening now is we're on the run. Yes. And this woman whose name I never got, she is... I don't with... think she has a name. Oh, love that. I don't think they ever gave her a name. Oops. She has a personality at the she end does. for like five seconds. She does. That's how they tied it up in the end. (laughs) But so basically, uh, Beeble Brox decides to leap into hyperspace instead of like going to turn the ship in. So hyperspace changes the game, apparently, because the Vogon leader asked for some kind of permission form to do so as well. (laughs) It is. It must be so annoying and so slow. First, they're shocked that they decided to go into hyperspace without filling out paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And then they are like, now we have to do more paperwork to follow these fugitives. That's so annoying for them. But also, Zaphod tells the ship to go into hyperdrive. Like, he um, he speaks commands at the ship. Yes. But just before that, they were, like, pressing buttons to do that. I'm like, why did we even mess around with the buttons? I guess you can decide when you want to, like, voice to text versus, like, press buttons. Yeah, I would. Manual mode. I would just talk to the ship at yeah, that me point. Me too, yeah. <laughs> if I had the technology, like, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, exactly. So now we're back on the ship, and Ford, we're making Ford a pan-galactic gargle blaster, which is, like, the most powerful drink out there, I guess. It'll fuck and you up. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> and Trisha and Arthur go for some tea. Yeah. So now we're all just split up, and apparently... Because Arthur's British, so that's his thing. He only drinks tea. Yeah, Zaphod is drinking that drink with Ford, and it just, it ruins both of them for yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they ever recovered. <laughs> yeah, no. So then Trisha, or Trillian, and Arthur are upstairs in their kitchen drinking um, tea out of a martini glass. Yeah, before they get there, though, Zaphod, like, intercepts, and he's like, don't you fucking tell her about the planet. 
Yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, control issues. Yeah. Crazy guy. Yeah. So then, you know, again, he's trying to tell her, but also they keep getting interrupted. Yes. So again, he's drinking this tea, which is really bad tea out of a martini glass. And then mm-hmm. some, oh, because he got punched in the head before. That's when um, Trillian's like, do you need an aspirin for your face? So she goes to her bag. She gets the aspirin, but then two mice jump out. Yeah. She was shocked. Yeah. So she didn't know those were there. For how long? For a second, I was like, she had pet mice. Yeah. They're very clean mice, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they were pets. Yeah, that's why I was, like, confused but for a second. they run out, and then they just, like, disappear for a while. Yeah. So that'll come in handy later on. I personally feel like every drink should be enjoyed in a martini glass. Huh. <laughs> they're, they're not great for walking around with, <laughs> but you just, you feel so fancy. I was going to say, it, it ups the... Uh, just the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be incredibly careful. <laughs> <laughs> Very still, no shaking yeah. anything. But so we learn that basically, so Arthur is, have, this is where I'm annoyed because Arthur's like, but why not me? Yeah. And she's like, hello, we're in space. Yeah. He gags on the space tea, then grills Trisha for being into a guy with two heads. And she's like, I'm not even into him. Like, are space yeah we're in space also they only met once they met once they met one time there's no like lifelong connection that they made like it was at a party at a costume party yeah like i would under i would totally understand being hung up on her if they actually had like some sort of relationship if they were like dating or if they were like talking or this and that no they met at a party and then like never talked again she ghosted him (laughs) literally literally she left the whole planet right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but whatever yeah so yeah so the mice run away and now we're back downstairs and Zephod wants to show everybody something he's got like this video that you play via a square that you put into the table oh yeah wait real quick yeah at some point while he's with ford Zephod and ford are together he explains that he has two heads because he had to separate his personalities for the presidency ah uh-huh. because part of his personality wasn't vibing with ah, the election okay. process. See, I didn't catch that part. I just heard that like something you can do with like a single brain. So he had to carve a new head for himself. Yeah. And I, I didn't understand that. He said part of his personality, I guess, didn't mesh with being in government. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So his little video gadget thing. Yes. So it talks about how many millions of years ago there was this ancient race and they hired like two people. I don't know why only two and not like everybody worked together. Either way, <laughs> they hired two people to build a computer that knows the answer to absolutely everything. So these two kids go up to this gigantic computer and it's like a ladybot. Like, it's a ladybot and it's like a 1997 Windows like desktop looking thing, yeah. but it's also it's massive. So these two kids go up to the computer named Deep Thought and they're like, what is the answer to everything? And the computer's like, what do you mean everything? And they're like, life, the universe, like what is the answer? So then the computer tells them to come back exactly 7.5 million years later. What? So then we cut to 7.5 million years later. The kids are the same kids, but just with the white hair this time. Yeah. So then huge crowd is gathered. Huge, massive crowd. They go back, they ask Deep Thought and she's like, "Mm, the answer to everything is 42. What does that mean? Huh? And the whole crowd stops cheering. They're all so pissed. They're like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And the supercomputer, Deep Thought, explains that they didn't know what the actual question was. Yeah. And the girls ask, argue that they asked the question. And Deep Thought is like, no, you didn't. When you know the question, you'll understand the answer. That's so deep. That is deep. That is really deep. Yeah. I like liked that, but I was also like, oh, but now I have to figure it out. I don't like that. Yeah. And then... Deep Thought tells them about another supercomputer that would be able to calculate the question and that they will build it. 
and it will be and then as it's going to say where what the computer will be called or where it will be we, the video cuts ah so zayfal wants to find the ultimate question yes at one point earlier on trisha shows a bunch of gadgets to arthur and she shows him a knife yes that yes, toasts yes. bread as you cut it and that is from i always thought that was like made up i've seen that gif everywhere yeah and i thought it was from some like just youtube video no it's from this movie i need one it's amazing. I need it. I think so they bad. actually exist. I eat toast all the time. It's a lightsaber knife. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want a lightsaber knife? Yeah, that's the coolest shit that's ever. Everybody's dream. Yeah. At one point, at one point, Arthur is like, I have to tell you something, Trisha. And I'm like, oh God. And I'm like, oh yeah, the planet's destroyed. <laughs> I thought he's gonna be like, I'm in love I love with you. you. I'm in love with You're you. You're the one for me. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so Zaphod wants to find the answer to the everything. Yes, and not for because, fame. Yes, for fame and money, not because he wants to understand the universe. Yeah. Imagine. wow so then he invites ford and arthur on their adventure and they jump into hyperspace again except it's called the infinite improbability drive and the narrator explains that it's the new super fast way to travel and it passes through every conceivable point in every conceivable universe at the same time but you never really know exactly where you'll land so you have to just dress accordingly or like which reality or universe that sounds terrifying that's scary so they land on whatever other end of it they land on and they all are just a ball of yarn yeah like their animated plushies it's like super cute yarn and fabric yes it's just it's adorable and then arthur starts puking yarn yeah, amazing <laughs> and everyone starts going back to normal and he still like has yarn coming out of his mouth it's so good <laughs> so they turn back because they they want to go to magrathia which is the planet that deep thought is on ah but that's not where they are they're actually on vilvotal six i believe yes and zaphod starts losing his shit because he's got a grudge with this planet yeah with we don't know why hama yes yes that's who was his campaign opponent yes yes so i didn't put that together until like we got there and we met him yeah so (laughs) so then we cut to another animation talking about how in the beginning the universe was created right but then everybody was angry because this was regarded as a very bad move (laughs) which i agree (laughs) so this is one of those things where like it seems like this movie was like quirky and like cute and fun like a kid's movie but then like we talk about things like this way and we're like oh this is an adult movie yeah this is definitely like a 20 plus year old movie like, which is great yeah it's definitely a little too deep sometimes yeah <laughs> so many races believe that this was created by god but then the people of vilvotal believe that the universe re- was created by a, just a sneeze like something sneezed the universe into existence yeah so now they fear the great white handkerchief <laughs> like, what? i missed that part i did not yeah. hear that <laughs> so now we're on on land and Zephod is walking around the planet now, and it looks like we're kind of in some club. So Trisha and, and Arthur, Trillian and Arthur go to follow Zephod, and Ford goes to some other like room where he's like hooked up with a bunch of people over there. Yeah, and he's very clearly drunk, and I'm like, has he been just drunk this whole time? I think so. Yeah. Maybe guess, his MO was to be drunk, because I, he, he, he started the movie with a cart full of beer. Yeah, and he's just kind of been drunk the rest of the movie. Yeah. And we also get, like, quick info about the creatures of this planet. I guess the original creatures of the planet, they made aerosol cans instead of the wheel. Yeah, they did it before they invented the wheel. Yeah. Imagine that. That's interesting. Yeah. So now we're inside of this religious room. A church? Sort- yeah, some sort. A church or yeah. And we're, we're catching, like, the end of, of their... Mass. Mass. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry to finish your sandwiches. No, no, no. It's good because <laughs> I don't know the words to those sandwiches. So everybody's nose praying, and instead of going amen, they go, ah-choo, which I loved. Nice. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> so then later on, Zaphod goes into the office of the leader. Yeah. The shore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's John Malkovich, which I, I feel like it fits. 
Uh, I feel like he's a very good creepy dude. He is he's very, like very good at being creepy. Yeah. So he this guy was incredibly creepy. He takes off his glasses and his eyes are attached to his glasses. So then you they, you take the glasses down and they're just like holes in his face. And I didn't like that at all. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't I expecting that. that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Zaphod goes up to him and he's basically like, Hama, I'm really mad that you called me stupid during the election. So then he does the eye, the eye thing, which freaked me out. Yeah. And then he comes up and all of a sudden like half his body's gone. He's and just he's, a torso. He's just a torso with like android legs. Yes. Like, so if you think about that, um, that like spider head thing from Toy Story. Ooh. You know, the creepy yeah. one that was scary, but was like still super sweet. Yes. That's kind of what this guy, what Hama looks like, but like more. Yeah. But like not sweet. He's not, and not sweet. sweet. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. He's great creepy. <laughs> so he he goes like straight up to Zaphod's face and he's like so what are you here for buddy yeah he's and like you are stupid by the way i'm gonna tell you to your face yeah. <laughs> i wasn't lying yeah and i'm not scared of you're you. a fucking idiot <laughs> so then we cut back to ford and he's trying to like chat up some giant and he's like well so you grew a little bit since last time i've seen you and blah blah, blah. he's just wasting his time basically giant woman yes huge <laughs> back to the creepy dude humma and uh trillian's explaining that they were trying to get to magrathia but the ship brought them here so he goes to pull the nose off of one of his guards <laughs> i don't know but he like opens up some chest and he's like oh well if you wanted to get to magrathia you actually need the coordinates which i have in this here thing oh and he brings out some kind of like chain and a rock kind of situation yeah obviously zephal wants it so he's like mm-hmm, but first i will give this to you on account that you give me something in return i want this special gun and you have to get it to me and also i'm gonna hold something collateral something super special to you as he should so uh, what i was thinking was like oh cool so we're just gonna hold trillian as a piece of collateral yeah i thought they were gonna leave her ass and i was getting really annoyed but then it turns out that he wanted zephod's second head that i wasn't expecting that neither was i i was like oh is it common knowledge he has a second head or I, this guy just figured so. out maybe he knows because you know if they were campaigning against each other they probably like spoke a lot more than obviously the public saw Mm, yeah so maybe he knows that way or he's just like a super smart android man yes but so um zephod is now like high off of you know recovering from not having a second head anymore yeah so, so is he missing like a brain or half his brain at this point oh half i would say half a brain half a brain possibly yeah. half of himself at least yes is missing so now we see arthur and trillian just helping him trying to like leave the space and then ford is still nowhere to be found yeah arthur is bitching about how much zaphod sucks which he does he does but this isn't the time not the time trisha calls arthur a coward <laughs> yeah basically yeah yeah i get that <laughs> yeah so then uh Vogons the, show up yes that's where they are and they're marching up to them and they're like we're here to protect the president and then they start shooting at arthur and trillian <laughs> because they're like you've kidnapped the president they but, shoot at all three yeah that would talk about danger yeah and they're just shooting willy-nilly willy-nilly <laughs> and then ford comes out because of obviously of all the commotion and he's like oh let's all hide and then trillian's like i have an idea so she goes out and she's acting like she's actually holding zaphod hostage She's got an aerosol can. Yep, straight to his head. And she's like, <laughs> don't do not do anything. I will shoot. I'll, I'll do it. And then so they all do stop for a minute. And then the, the four of them get to kind of walk through the crowd of, of Vogons. But then at some point, I forget what call is made, but they take Trillian. Yeah. So all the boys get away. Trillian gets taken hostage. So then I was like, wow, so we're just going to leave her behind like that, huh? Yeah. So they leave. Fuck Trillian. Yep. <laughs> Who cares about her? Yeah. So then they're inside the spaceship and the computer saying that his guiding system has been deactivated. So they actually aren't going anywhere. Yeah. And we see the mice like in some kind of little compartment fucking up some wires. Yes. 
Yeah, Zaphod is super out of it. Yep. His brain's gone. Yep. He puts in coordinates of the planet they need to go to. Yes, because now they're in the emergency pod. Yeah. No, not yet. Oh, not yet? They're still in like their their oh, oh, oh. spaceship. Okay. And Arthur rips that out and is like, we need to follow the Vogon ship. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's when we yes. see the mice. Yes. And we learn that Marvin and the ship Eddie don't like each other oh. <laughs> during this little You part. know, that makes sense. Marvin. Marvin just needs to throw that in that Eddie doesn't like him. Because they are pure opposites. <laughs> yeah. Eddie is so happy and optimistic. And Marvin is so sad. <laughs> so yeah, So cute. Ford, but yes, okay. uh, yeah, Ford asks Eddie how they can follow the ships and it suggests the escape pod. So now all of them are in the escape pod, all yeah, four okay. of them. Yes, now I'm caught up. It's a complete disaster. No yeah. one's prepared for this trip. They're all messes. And none of them know how to fly it. No, no. How did you get into space? Yeah. I don't know why Arthur chose to fly it. Like I would be like, hey, Marvin. <laughs> right. Yeah. The only human. <laughs> yeah. That, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a mess. Well, we cut to the planet Vogue Sphere, which is the Vogon planet. And, and we follow a super cute little crab creature. Yeah. Then it gets crushed. Yeah. By the by the escape pod's yeah. door. <laughs> so Aww. then Zaphod comes out thinking that this is Magrathia, but Ford's like, hey, come over here, buddy. And then he shoves a literal thinking cap on him, which is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then the top of it is a juicer. So he juices some lemon into his head. Oh, my goodness. So he's like, oh, that'll give him some zest. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> so funny. I love a good play on words. Yeah, Marvin is not excited about any of this. No. <laughs> Let's us know. Yep. We Wha- cut really quick to Trillian being taken somewhere. Yeah. Then back to the guys trying to figure out a plan. While they're walking, Arthur gets slapped in the face with a fly swatter looking thing. Yeah, it like comes out of the sand. Just yeah. right up, right back down. Yeah, just real quick. Whoosh. Yep. <laughs> and then he's like, whoa, did anybody see that? Nobody saw it. So they keep walking. He gets smacked again. And he's like, oh, right. I have an issue. Can somebody see what's happening to me? <laughs> so then it starts slapping the other guys. Yeah. And Ford somehow manages to grab it with his towel. Yes. And he tells them not to think. And then all three of them get slapped at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marvin's like, well, I have a suggestion, but nobody will listen to me because no one ever does. Oh, come on, Eeyore. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so then they all just decide to just gun it. Just run for it. And they're getting slapped silly. Left and right. Oh, the whole way down. Imagine. There's just like a bunch of them just This would be them. a nightmare for overthinkers. Yes. They <laughs> really. They just wouldn't. I feel like that that whatever the thing is that smacks them would just stick to their face because you can't come up and down fast enough for an overthinker. Oh, definitely not. I love that while they're running and getting slapped around, Marvin is just casually walking behind them. Yeah. He's not getting hit either. No, he's not. No thoughts. No thoughts. No thoughts. Just Just sad. depression. <laughs> Man. So then they finally get to the first building or the gate or whatever structure they're getting towards. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. So what now? Yeah. So Arthur has the bright idea of taking Marvin's arm. He's like, hey, can you give me a hand? Literally. They bust through the first door with Marvin's arm. Like, freeze, buddy. And there's just like some guy in there. Yeah. And he's like, hey. And then they're screaming about like, where is she? And this is clearly just like a reception desk. And he's like, what do you mean? The director of robot arm repair? I love that. (laughs) And then they go, they find like the next room or whatever. But first we cut over to Trillian. She's telling like a Vogon person her full name, like doing some kind of like security check on her. Yeah, they're checking the galactic records or whatever. And there's a human lady. And she thinks she's like lying that's, about everything she's yeah, saying. Yeah, that's the same woman that came up on the first message to say like, we will persecute you via this law. Yeah. It's that lady. Again, doesn't have a name. But she's like, <laughs> she's too hot. She's lying. Okay. <laughs> she's too pretty. She must be lying. She's too hot to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. So then Trillian's like, no, this is my name and I'm from Earth. And then the Vogon person is like, oh, sweetie, Earth has been destroyed. Yeah. And she's like, no way. She's like, who who would give an order to destroy a planet? And then we cut to Zaphod and I'm like, you motherfucker. He fucking did it. Oh, my God. Yep. 
Marvin so goes back to the ship and he's all upset about his arm. Ah. <laughs> he's like, of course. Yeah, take my arm and then make me fly this ship with one arm. Of course, whatever. <laughs> so cute. I love him. I love him. But then, so back to the boys and they're like, okay, so they say we're looking for a gray building and they're all gray. So now what? <laughs> yeah, so somehow they end up in some room with a huge line. And then Arthur's like, oh, perfect. I'm British. I know how to do this. We're just queuing up. I want to understand why British people are so good and so excited to queue. Yeah. Do they like waiting for things? I hate a queue. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's just American of us to be impatient. I'm sure it is. But I also, I, I want to understand it, you know? I just, I don't understand lines and I don't understand getting in lines. And like being happy to wait. Like I don't like under, I don't understand lines to like get into a restaurant or get into a cafe or get into like when we saw that TikTok of that Disneyland line. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why? Just go do something else. You yeah. haven't even paid to get into the park yet. Yeah. Like, Although just respectfully, I will not cut a line. <laughs> you know, like if there's a line and I need to do the thing, I will wait respectfully. I'm not yeah. like the asshole to be if, like, ah, I paid my money. You know, I'm not that guy. Like if you have to be on the line. Exactly. Yes. However. Yeah. yeah. But if I can pick whether to be on this line or not, I will most likely pick no. Exactly. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so anyway, yes. uh, Zephon is not as patient as we both aren't. So he announces, it's me, the president of the galaxy. Here and I'm I, here to cut the line. Here I come. Yes. Yeah, so let me through. So he makes his way to the front. And then Arthur's like, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. So then he gets to the front. And he's like, so um, we are trying to free my friend Trillian. And we find out that he actually needs a prisoner release form. Oh, my God. Of course. So we cut back to Trillian seeing the actual order to blow Earth up. And it is signed, love and kisses from Zephod. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So we Great. Cut, yeah. <laughs> so according to the Galactic Penal Code, the punishment for kidnapping a president is to be fed to the ravenous bug bladder beast of Troll, which is insane sounding. Yeah. So they take Trillian away. So she away. gets that. Meanwhile, our guys are struggling with forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very indicative of, of how life works, huh? Yeah. So yeah, the boy, they're just trying to fill out this form and it's like, for some reason, you need three people to fill out a form. Well, because Ford is trying to, like, translate well, it. They're all, um, yes, in different states of mentality right now. Yeah. Arthur's trying to fill it out. Zephod Ford is, is like, lost. trying to explain it. Zaphod's useless. Drunk and half a brain. Yeah. So we cut back to Trillian. She's dangling in some chains. And the voiceover tells, tells us that if you're stuck with no hope of rescue, you should consider how lucky you are that life has been good to you so far. But if it hasn't been good to you, consider how lucky you are that it won't bother you much longer, which I feel like is not a great way to see things no i don't think so I, yeah that's not something that i would just like put out there but also like to each their own i guess but yeah also like way to like go fishing for a silver lining right yeah so anyway it's quite a reach yeah the guys <laughs> turn in their application and the receptionist is like oh well she's actually not eligible for release at this time so Be- then because she tried to kidnap the president yes and arthur's like the president is standing right here. Like, and he says that it's good. He says it's fine. And she's like, okay, but you need the presidential release form. I would lose it. This planet is so fucking annoying. I would lose it. This is the DMV. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, basically. Trish is slowly being fed to this creature as like Arthur's quickly doing another form. Yeah. <laughs> so then eventually get it stamped for approval and then it gets forwarded to the Vogon boss and he's like, oh, all right, well, she's free. And the lady's like, what? That easy? And like, they don't care. Yeah. It's funny that everything is paperwork, but their paperwork gets through quick. Yes. <laughs> I would love to know what that system is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I would, that's what we all need. Yeah. 
So anyway, we cut to some waiting area. Ethan, Trisha Trillian gets thrown out in front of all the boys. Ethan, she makes a beeline straight to Zaphod, smacks him right in the face. And she's like, you fucking destroyed Earth. And he's like, no, I didn't do that. I never did. What are you talking about? They set me up. And she's like, you signed hugs and kisses from Zaphod. You thought it was just an autograph? He didn't read the form. Of course not. What an asshole. And then she gets mad at Arthur for not telling her and gets mad that he uses Zaphod threatening him as an excuse to not tell her. What I understand is he didn't realize this happened and that he didn't sign the form that it was an autograph, but then he knew the planet got destroyed. Yes. And he also knew that he allowed for it to happen because he threatened Arthur. Yeah. So he knew. So he knew. So he's just playing stupid. Yes, absolutely. Ugh. Manipulation. Yeah. Love it. So then, um, you know, as she should, she's mad. So then we go, we make our way back to the escape pod and then we fly away. Marvin's still burnt about his arm. As he should be. Yeah. The the human lady does not come out in time to catch Zaphod. She got excited. She's like, the president's on this planet. She's got a little crushy crush on him. Oh, she's got a super big crush on him. So then the Vogons watch them fly away and the big boss is like, well, I guess we're going to have to go after them ourselves. But then a bell rings and he's like, after our one hour lunch. I love that. That's so good. I know. She was so excited that they were going to go after them. And he's like, nope. Got to eat my my soup first. Yeah. Got to love a government employee. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back onto the ship. The voiceover tells us that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy says that you should avoid love if possible, except Arthur has never read it. Whoops. So now Trillian is taking a shower and Arthur walks into the bathroom, but at least he respectfully doesn't look at her. Yeah. Or like gawk at least. I mean, the doors also covered her entire body. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess he couldn't see anything even if yeah. he wanted to. He apologizes for not telling her about the earth, you know, just the whole truth and everything. And then he's like, but you know, like if I did say yes to going to Madagascar with you, then we probably both wouldn't be in this situation right now, which is true, but like not correct. Yeah. Because earth would still be destroyed. Yeah. And they would not be alive. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, they both are alive still. Yeah. At least. I don't know. I feel like in this situation, I don't think something like that would make me feel better. No. Yeah. But for <laughs> some reason, it makes it makes Trillian think. So I guess she's coming around to him now. Yeah. Ugh, exhausting. Seriously. Zaphod forgets what planet they're going to. I What, what is it? The one with the M? The Magrathea. Yes. So they do the improbability drive again, but luckily the ship takes them to the coordinates of the planet they want to go to. Yes, because now they do have the coordinates from, um, what's his face? Yes. Come on. So the planet sends out a transmission saying that they're closed. Yep. <laughs> it's like a voicemail. It's like, uh, but if you like, you can leave a voicemail after the tone. Yeah. So then Zaphod's like, all right, let's land. <laughs> so then as they're going closer, the uh, the voicemail guy comes back. He's like a hologram and he's like, oh, I've seen you. You've decided not to listen to us. So we will be sending two missiles after you. And um, we'll check in next time. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So that's happening. Yeah. Eddie's like, we're going to take invasive action. And then they decide to take manual control of the ship. Yeah. Because there's something, something got clogged, basically. I feel like it's the mice, but something. It's definitely the mice. It's the mice. Something got clogged. So then Eddie's like, well, I can't work anymore. So I'm done. And it's manual. Goodbye. Yeah. So they start falling like gravity exists in space again. I guess because they're closer to the atmosphere. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Zaphod runs over to take it. It's a whole mess because he's a mess. He doesn't know how to fly. Nobody here knows how to fly the ship. Yeah. What's Why the did dealio? you steal it? Yeah, really? So they're falling. The missiles are coming after them. And then Arthur wants to hit the improbability thing again. But then Zaphod's, uh, which I understand. He's like, we got, we're right here. Like, we don't know where it's going to take us. Like, I don't want to press it right now. But also like two missiles are coming after you. Yeah. Trisha's like, but our, then we're not. Our normality isn't stable. And Arthur's like, I don't give a fuck because they're about to like get hit. Yeah. So he does it. 
And it saves them. It does. And it takes them exactly where they were, except that it's not. So they're where they're supposed to be. They're in the exact same coordinates, but the missiles are now a whale and a bowl of flowers. Wow. Which cool. Yeah. I like that, I guess. And also apparently the ship has restored back to normality, which also who knows what that means. Very improbable. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for the whale, though. Yeah. The voiceover tells us a lot of things about the whale. Yeah. A lot of really sad like things about the whale. Yeah. It's like understanding its, its um, sentientness. Inner, yeah. It's inner monologue as yeah. it's falling to this planet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So what's happened, what's important to note here is that a whale exists where a whale has never existed, which is atmospheres up. Oh God! And it's falling via gravity, and then he's again. You're like, we're just hearing what the whale is thinking, like you said, and it's just like, oh, this feels like a tail. I'm going to call this a tail, and that looks like land, which is what I'm going to call land. And you know what? This feels like wind, (laughs) and it's just like becoming like a aware, aware, yeah. And then it splatters into the ground. Yeah. So it just explodes. Yeah, it's great. And then on the opposite side, the plant is just like, oh, not this again. Which is interesting. Yeah. To, what do you mean again? Yeah, right? You were a missile. How does it, what? Yeah. yeah. Anywho, Our, I, we're, we're on land now. Yeah, uh, the planet is basically an Arctic climate, and we find portals to other dimensions. So I'm like, did the people just up and leave their planet? Oh, can you do that? I, I guess here you can. Sure, I guess yeah. here they're like, fuck this place. Just move up and move on. Yeah, Zaphod accidentally activates a portal, and he's like, okay, let's go. Yep. Ford is like, yeah, Arthur freaks out. He's so against it. Trillian walks away from the group and she's like in her own like feels and thoughts. Yeah, because basically all the guys are arguing right now. Yeah. And she's like, fuck this. Yeah, so she runs into it, disappears. Arthur freaks the fuck out. Yep. Then Zaphod and Ford are like, hell yeah. They So they run in. Arthur freaks out more. Marvin watches him freak out. <laughs> and he's like, I get it, buddy. Yeah. Arthur finally decides to go for it, but the portal turned off. So rough. Good job being a coward. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Marvin Marvin gives him an I told you moment and Arthur freaks the fuck out at him. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, well, it's, it's almost later on, but I'm still going to say it. He's basically like, no, I don't want to do it. Anyway. Yes. I'm going to skip ahead of him. We'll get back to the fun moment. Okay. So the other three, they're somewhere near some stairs. They're basically by Deep Thought. Mm-hmm. So I guess Deep Thought is on top of like a pyramid because they, they have to just scale everything. Yeah. They luckily picked the right portal. Yes. So... <laughs> It's much later now, and this is the fun moment. So now Arthur and Melvin are just moping around their portals. And then Arthur's like, and now I'm here at the end of the world with a manically depressed robot. Aww. So then Mel- Marvin goes, you think you have problems? What if you were the manically depressed robot? <laughs> it's amazing. So I love him so much. So cute. I want so much good for him. <laughs> so then somebody sneaks up on them and demands that they come with him and he's wearing this like thick robe and a hood so you can't tell who it is. He's very sketchy. Yes, but then he takes the robe off or the hood off at least and it's Bill Nye. So that's cool. I mean like also of course, Bill Nye? Yeah, not like that Bill Nye. There's two Bill Nyes. There's Bill Nye the science guy <laughs> and then there's Bill Nye the actor. Oh. Yes. I was like, Nat, did we watch the same movie? <laughs> it's, uh, it, yes, I'll show you the difference. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and it's Thank also you. spelled slightly differently. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bill Nye the actor. Yes. Not the science guy. <laughs> and he isn't very demanding of like a kidnapper. And he's like, come with me, I guess. <laughs> and you have to, but I mean, you know, but you should definitely come with me. Yeah. It's yeah. cold out here. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, my name isn't important, but it, it's Larty Bartfast, but it's not important. 
Yeah, Arthur makes a face, and I was like, did he recognize my name, or did he just think it was weird? I think he thinks it's weird. Yeah, probably that. That's mean. Yep. But he wants to show Arthur that his friends are safe, so they go together, and they leave Melvin behind? Marvin behind? <laughs> Why did they leave him behind? I guess robots are fine in the cold. Sure, yeah. They end up in a little museum about hyperspace travel. It was so cool. Yeah, and we learn that slart bart fast. Slarty bart fast. Slarty bart fast. <laughs> people built planets yes. and did like custom planets and stuff. Imagine having a planet to order. Yeah, right. And he tells Arthur there was a terrible mix up with his planet. Yes. I'm like, uh, a little too late now. Yep. But what also, do you mean? what's interesting is that they, so they did make all these custom planets, but then they had to stop because the economy collapsed. What? What space economy? Yeah. And what? depression happened that it collapsed or collapsed and then caused depression yeah right what the that heck is crazy to me yeah he leads arthur through some sketchy room so then they pass through a gateway Wait, okay, hold on also the fact that the economy collapsed which means that there was an economy which means that in some way that we'll say that there was some kind of like capitalism of sorts yes you're in space and you created taxes and capitalism yeah isn't that our own issue on earth <laughs> <laughs> how did that extend to the galaxy and how is there a universal economy right like how is it not just contained to like that one planet? one planet but i mean i guess i mean in theory like aren't we as a planet like in debt <laughs> to who i don't understand trillions and trillions of dollars fake money just print more everything is okay fake. but yes back to the movie yes yes uh there was a mix-up with earth so then we go on this like slow industrial looking roller coaster type thing. But then it gets crazy. It gets crazy. Yeah. So then Slurty Bart Fast tells Arthur that they're going to end up going through some kind of wacky portal. So and he's like, and it's going to be super scary, but it'll be fine. Yeah. So, awesome. <laughs> they go through it and we're in space. We see some planets and machinery. It's very cool. Yeah. This whole thing was cool. We're on the factory floor. It's wild. I would love to go to this place. Yeah. And then we cut back to our other group with the supercomputer deep yes. thought and they ask if it has calculated the ultimate question yet and it's like um no i've been watching tv and i built another computer to do that so like leave me alone right <laughs> and also she's like my cartoon is on yeah so goodbye how dare you right interrupt me after millions of years of alone time yeah <laughs> and she's like it was on another planet but the vogons destroyed it for some stupid highway it was on earth Zaphod, you motherfucker. That dumbass. And he's yeah. like, oh, come on, but I came all this way. And she's like, okay, well, my show is on. <laughs> but also, I'm going to victim blame Zaphod because if he paid attention to the video that he showed us, he would have known that it was on another planet. Yeah, because the Deep Thought literally said that yeah. they were going to build another computer. Yeah, like, why do you feel like the question? Exactly. And also, that means that she didn't have to calculate it herself. Like, the other computer has it. So she might not even have the answer. So you wasted your time coming here. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, the way that he was, like, just so entitled to be like, well, I, I came all this way, so you have to tell me. Yeah. What a brat. And Deep Thought's like, well, no, because I don't have it anyway. And my show so, is on. Yeah. You're, like, really harsh in my vibe here, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so then he gets you all You show depressed. up here. Yeah. <laughs> the day of my great cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> on the day that my cartoon is to be shown. Yeah. And demand a question that I do not have. Ice him. <laughs> so then Zaphod gets all depressed and he's like, all right, fine. I'll just go find something else to make my whole life about. Okay. Like maybe just go to therapy. Yeah. Like you need to work that out on your own. And yeah. Ford remembers they have to get a special gun so Zaphod can get his head back. Yes. So then they make that claim to Deep Thought and then the stairs move. Yeah. And they go into the stairs. They were like, yeah, as long as you leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Get yes, out of here. Get out of my space. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the factory floor and we come up to Earth Mark II. 
which is the backup of Earth 1. Wow. I guess. So then we drop down into Earth Mark 2 and we see that people are working on Earth, you know, like painting the rocks, filling in the ocean. It's kind of fun. It's very cute. We cut back and Ford finds the gun that Hummel wanted and Zephod is like almost shoots himself with it. So then we pull away from that because instead of, you know, letting that happen, he shoots Ford. Yeah. Because he's sloppy as fuck. Yes. So then what does that do instead? It's actually not a... a um, gun gun. It's, yeah, that's the word. It's, it's not, not a gun gun. It's a, a point of view gun. Yeah. Which is very interesting. The narrator explains that whoever is shot with it sees things from the shooter's point of view. So cool. So it just makes everyone ultra empathetic. Yeah. And what did he say? It was created by women who wanted their husbands to understand it was, how they feel. Yes. So it was commissioned by the Deep Thought designed it and commissioned by the intergalactic housewives who oh were sick goodness. of ending argu- arguments with, you just wouldn't understand. <laughs> so I'll make you understand. I'll make you understand. <laughs> but also like, I want this gun. Like for myself and for others, you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. It would be very handy. I think it would help everybody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. So if we get that fun animation of the intergalactic housewives making the gun. And then we cut back to everybody just shooting Zephod, shooting each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At one point, Trisha takes the gun and mentions going back to Arthur. And Zephod doesn't get where her deal is. Right. He's like, why are you so mad about stuff? And who gives a shit about Arthur? So she, shoots, she him. shoots him and now he gets, she's upset that her planet has been destroyed. She wanted to know the question and now she doesn't have anyone. And now she's stuck with like this goof. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> and she keeps shooting him. He's super emotional. And after a bit, he takes the gun from her and he's like, give me this. Yeah. Cause he wants to tell her his point of view. And she's like, that won't work on me. I'm already a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I already have empathy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That already exists. <laughs> Oops. Back to Earthmark 2. We see that the Himalayas are forming. Fun. And then it turns out that Earth has been commissioned and run by mice. So they were all experimenting on the humans. And Arthur's like, ah, it's actually the opposite. And Slarty Bartfast is like, it's cute that you think that, but you have it twisted. Yeah. So now I'm confused. Yeah, right. Arthur says that he's always had this strange feeling that there's something strange and sinister going on in the world. And Slarty Bartfast is like, that's just regular paranoia. Everybody has that. So does that make you feel better or worse? you know both at the same time so then we eventually <laughs> land at his hometown in his little like village area wait but um slarty bartfast is like no you were all part of like their the mice's computer program and i'm like okay but the people like the people are gone right the earth got destroyed the people are gone like hello so now what yeah. why are we being so casual that we need this backup planet because earth got destroyed like and can you just make, like, when they do Earthmark 2, are they also creating the people or are they just creating the terrain? Yeah, because he said they were part of a computer program. Huh. So I'm like, what? You, <laughs> you know, know, when humans become too self-aware, I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. That's I why like, I want to shower now. That's why I said this movie would have given me an existential crisis. Yes. Had I been yes, more, seeing it this way, yeah. more present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes it's good that we check out. Yeah. So, yeah, they end up at Arthur's house. The group is in there eating a whole feast. While they were, like, in the gun room, a mystery door came out, and they were like, oh, look, it's mice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, are these just, like, dummies? Are these them for real? I mean, technically, they were dummies. I mean, yes. But you know like, what? Like, are they, like, Dumb, mannequin? dumb. Yeah, yeah. Are they, were they, <laughs> <laughs> like, clones? That's what I meant. Or yeah, were they no. clones? Or were they, yeah. No, I think they were just, like, drugged <laughs> okay that okay checks out. a lot of things make more sense now yes so okay now we're talking to each other we're like having some tea we're having some snacks arthur is so excited to finally have tea yes the mice are there and they talk yep mm-hmm. and they're like 
oh, Arthur, like, eat more food, like, keep eating, sit down. Slarty Bartfast comes in and awkwardly, like, is like, hey, are you okay? Like, I guess I'll go. And I'm like, does he want to stay and hang? Like, why is he no, being No, he's weird? checking in on his clients. Oh, like he's the like, mice. Are good? Do you need anything? Like, is it all up to Jay? Or is it up to Bar? Like, do right. you need to work on anything? I, like, loved that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so then the mice are like, no, 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 it's all good. And then they turn to uh, Arthur and they're like, so we've been offered a very lucrative contract to do several 5D TV chat shows, but we need content. And I was like, what? Yeah, right? So they need the ultimate question which again that's why they rebuilt earth so then apparently they need arthur's brain to complete that program huh yeah and he's like no no you can't have my brain because i'm using it and they're like barely (laughs) mean damn wow but that what a great burn (laughs) so then arthur's chair turns into like a a contraption that just like contains him like it it, the he's got things that come around his arms yeah this bowl comes over his head they like strap him in when they mentioned taking his brain i'm like did they take the brains from everyone else too oh because everyone else was so out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Because then, yeah, that's true. Because then Arthur's like, what did you put in this food? Like, what did we just eat? Yeah. So then the mice jump into some, like, saw contraption that's coming towards his brain. And he's <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. You want the answer? I have the answer, definitely. I got, I can ask questions. And it's, it's you know, like, what is, you know, if you want the answer to 42, what is six times seven? How many Vogons does it take to change a light bulb? How many roads must a man walk down? And then the mice stop at that last one. And they're like, huh, that one's a good one. That one's a thinker. <laughs> they're like, we can work with that yeah. one. And Arthur says he has a million questions in his head that don't bring him happiness. And But the only question he cares to answer is, is she the one? And he Ugh. says that the answer isn't 42, but it is yes. And the mice are like, that's fucking lame. Take his brain. <laughs> he has like, this whole monologue about how like she's the one for him. And she's like, undoubtedly, undeniably, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like it's very sweet. But the mice are like, yeah, no. And then Trillian <laughs> wakes up enough to be like, good answer. And then she falls back asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then the mice go back for his brain. And then he manages to break free somehow and then punches the mice. Yeah. So he has like this thingy on his head that was holding him down. Yes. Because that's where he was going to get sawed at. And he grabs that and smashes the helmet on them. Yes. They're squished. But when they're revealed, they're the two girls from the supercomputer flashbacks. So did he just like ruin all of space and time? Yeah. I don't understand how... They disappeared away. Like they, they faded away. But again... Did they leave the computer simulation? Or were they just their own simulation? And were they remoting in from somewhere else? Were they VR? Yeah. Hmm. Many questions, many thoughts. Because they already lived like millions and bazillions of years. Yeah. Because those same two girls were from the the first first The original 7.5 billion years. And then waited the 7.5 billion years. Yeah. And then however much time has passed between that to now. And there's no way that just squishing something that can survive that long is the answer to killing it. Yeah. Because it would have died trillions of years ago. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I think that they're still alive then somewhere else. They totally, they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we hear some chanting outside. The Vogons show up. Nice. And they say they're there for the president's protection, but then shoot at all of them. And Marvin shows up going, thanks for leaving me behind. <laughs> but I don't blame you. Aww. Oh, man. <laughs> Our group runs for cover. Marvin slowly walks over and into the middle of the gunfire and gets shot. And well, because he- he's like, I don't see what the fuss is about. Vogons are notably the worst marksmen in the galaxy. But then he gets shot in the back of the head. But he's got a huge head. He's got a, he's a huge target. Yeah. Meanwhile, the lady is there and she's freaking out. She's like, you guys are going to shoot the president. Yeah. She's like calling for the ceasefire. And then. Yeah. So Marvin gets hit and he falls over. And uh, I'm like, 
no. Yeah. Ford goes running after a Vogon, and then the POV gun is somewhere near Marvin for some reason. Yeah, because they dropped it when they ran. Okay. Yeah. So that's why that's why Trillian and Arthur have to go for it, but then they can't because they're getting shot at, so they have to hide in some RV. So some Vogons sneak around the property and try to get to the the gate that's behind all them. And then Ford runs over with his towel and they're like, Oh, towel. Yeah. And that's why it's been handy this whole time. Yeah. And he starts like slapping them with them. And then he locks the gate. So when they come over, they're like, Oh, we, the gate's locked. Oh my God. That's amazing. I didn't pick that up. I didn't know why they stopped, but I was like, what? They, they stopped because the gate was locked. Oh, because it's it would, against the rules. It would have been trespassing. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. This movie was really smart. It was. It's just, we weren't there for, we didn't meet the movie where it was. Yeah. We, <laughs> the movie was here and we were both like, just here. Just under it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then, okay. So their RV is getting shot up, like knocked to pieces. And then Marvin turns out is alive yeah he gets up and shoots them with the point of view gun and they all get so depressed (laughs) (laughs) they stop shooting and they all fall over they they hunch over they're like what's the point they all start sighing (laughs) and groaning i'm crying it was so so funny it's so funny (laughs) so then we cut to later on and we're like marvin you saved us and he's like i know the vogons are getting shuttled away they're all like still sad they're like what was the point of that (laughs) i can't believe yeah i can't believe he's the real hero it's of the so story. Big, yes <laughs> so then slarty bartfast comes back saying that you know since we're so close to completion of earth we've decided to just finish the job and because i guess uh, since again you know arthur got rid of the mice that commissioned the earth but they got you know they're 99 percent of the way there so they just wanted to finish it yeah they're like i guess we'll put it back yeah so then he's like he turns to arthur and he's like do you have any special requests like should we take anything out and he's like yeah me the the apathy i think is only cute on marvin yeah it's not good on anybody else it's cute on sad little robots yeah and just robots not on humans yeah no on on humans it's annoying yeah (laughs) so then arthur asks trillian if she wants to go somewhere and ford says that there's a great restaurant at the end of the universe so now we're all back in that industrial roller coaster thingy yeah and i also think it's so cute that while they're just discussing all this the little workers are still like fixing up the town and fixing up the property and now they've been set back a few days yeah all the destruction from the vogons (laughs) i would be so annoyed if i was on that group yeah i'd be like damn it i just painted that house yeah i just made that rv yeah (laughs) so then yes we're all back inside of this roller coaster thing and now zaphod is with that lady and apparently he's over Trillian because she kisses Arthur, but he is not phased at all because he's super into the lady friend now. Yeah. And she she calls him baby and they're all flirty with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we're happy. Yeah. So then we zoom away at then the commencement. What? When Arthur and Trisha kiss. Yes. The only thing I could think of is how much he smells. He probably oh, smells so bad. It's been so many days. Because he's still in the same outfit from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He probably hasn't brushed his teeth or showered. Nope. There's he, a lot of stress sweat. Yeah. There's a lot of different atmospheres that they've been in. Yes. A lot of different materials that have been thrown on them. Wow, that is a very good point. He's probably very stinky. Trillian took one shower. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you know, that's what I always think about a lot. And like when you watch movies, it's like, when have they gone to the bathroom? When are they eating breakfast? Have they showered today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they zoom away, and then the commencement of the life cycle begins. So we get a fun montage of, like, nature happening, everything coming back to life, the dolphins coming back to Earth from the beginning of the movie, remember? Yeah. So then the spaceship leaves the atmosphere, and then Marvin goes, not that anyone cares, but I just have to say the restaurant's at the other end of the universe. So then they pull a quick Yui. So we finally listen to Marvin. Yeah, and also they zap the people back. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Into place. Yeah. So the people are fine. 
It's like they never left. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. And and they, they reset them from like before the world ended. It's like exact same spot. Like, yeah. Like same seats, basically. Yeah. yeah. So then the, the people in the pub when the world was ending, oh, they yes. covered their heads in plastic and paper bags. Oh, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. So they all like lied, like lied down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the movie ends and yeah. Earth is back to normal. And I guess they saved the planet. Yeah. This was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. I feel like I have to watch it again eventually yes. just to be like, what? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. I loved the animations. Like, because it, it was very much like, um, it was like a mixture of infographic and just like fun animation. Yeah. Like those, those, I've been watching these Ted Ed animations for the past week just because they're just so riveting oh, to me. Cute. Yeah. And it Look was very much like similar. Not that I've, I've like contained anything, you know, nothing has really seeped in, but I'm watching it. And I'm like, this looks so good. I love how they did that. Yeah. So it was just very much like that. So I was watching this going like, oh my God, I love this style. They were very cute. And yeah. <laughs> animations. I also just love like the quirky narrator. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I did very much think that we were going to build the the guide to the galaxy, but we were just following the guide to the galaxy. Only a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I don't know, for some, anytime it, something is named like the guide for this or that, I always just feel like we're going to be learning how to make it. Like Ned's declassified, like he was making it as he went on. Yeah. I thought we were going to do more hitchhiking. Oh, yes, that too. That's a very fair point. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a lot of space travel. And I want, okay, so there is... If there's a full hitchhiker's guide, that's the best-selling guide in all of the galaxy. Yeah. How many hitchhikers are there? Uh, yeah, wait. <laughs> are there right? like a ton? Is it like a vacation thing? Like do you hitchhike for a week or are there people whose whole entire lives is hitchhiking? Is it safer in space to hitchhike than on Earth? Right. <laughs> and also how many, in general, you you live on your planet, you travel within your planet, but then again interplanetary travel is that hitchhiking do you have your own spaceship like how much does a spaceship cost for like personal use yeah right maybe it's more of like a book for the people who have wanderlust maybe that because now i'm thinking about like are there sedan versions of spaceships or are they all large like like a little toot toot yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) like is there space traffic yeah is there you know like what what do you need to travel in space yeah like do you need a big giant spaceship like what they have or can you have like an x-wing right exactly <laughs> you're right shape wise like what's the most um aerodynamic even though there is no air in space yeah what's best to travel in yeah what's most is it to best be compact do you need do you need <laughs> space in space interesting you know what i'm thinking about now i don't want to change it to, to <laughs> the real life stuff but um did you you've seen um jeffrey bezos a spaceship right the penis looking one the space penis the peeny why did he do that I don't think he realized it. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. You can't be that smart. Look at my huge schlong. <laughs> skyrockets through the atmosphere. The space ding Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that man. Um, what a real life supervillain. Are we leaving him there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand the intention. Yeah. Like, is it to just like do a loop around the earth and come just back? Just to say that he's been like James Cameron going to the bottom of the ocean. Like, just to say that you've been down there. But yeah. I think I do think that James Cameron has helped us like with research and stuff. I wonder if Jeffrey Bezos is going to help with research or just wants to help like capitalize on space. I think he just wanted a new vacation. You know what fucked me up? Yeah. Speaking of space. The satellite thing? Yes. The thing about the satellites? There's I, uh, this thing that I found on TikTok that I sent you. I don't I should probably look for the real YouTube video. But it was this dude on whatever website it was. And he's like, these are how many satellites are in space currently. And it was fully littered and then he's like huh, that's not the end of it these are how many dead satellites are out there 
and it's literally like that scene from Wally when they go out into space at the first time and they're like kind of fighting through all the debris. Oh my god. Freaked me out, man. Yeah, that freaks me out. And it freaks me out that like we've littered the earth and the ocean and now we've littered space. Already, yeah. Yeah. And also only in a span of like 60, 70 years. Yeah. I don't like thinking about it. Let's really think about more everything. fun things. Yeah. Existential crisis. Ah, ah. I don't like it. Nope. This is a fun podcast. Yeah. We're talking about fun surface level things only. Like cute depressed robots. Yes. <laughs> I wish I knew about Marvin earlier. Yeah, me too. He's but so now we cute. know about him now. Yeah. I want to, we'll, we'll look up to see if he's got any like spinoff things. Oh my God. He deserves that. He, he deserves totally it. does. Him and Eeyore would be such a fun time. Aww. So cute. Anyway, that was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. And uh, let us know if you also have seen it and enjoyed it. And also, did it give you an existential crisis? Let us know. Yeah. Is it just us? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends to listen to all the appropriate family members. And you can find us on all the streaming platforms on which you find a podcast. Yes. And you can also find us on all the social medias in which you can find at Chowdy Media. And even more importantly, you can find Jessica Damari to make yourself a theme song. Yay. And on that note, Bye. bye.